So in season five of Franchise Findings, we're gonna to continue to go through some of the most popular franchises in the United States and globe. Also, we're going through some emerging franchise concepts that have anywhere from two, five, hundred locations throughout the United States growing and looking to take on the world with their franchise system. We continue to interview founders of franchises as well as franchisees. So a lot of information for you. Hope you enjoy season five of Franchise Findings. Patrick Findaro here, co-founder at Vetted Biz. Very excited to have on Trip Camper, who is the CEO of Bridge Internet. He has a pretty extensive career in the telecommunications space. He's been a, an entrepreneur at multiple companies, some of them small, some of them very large companies in the telecommunications space. Bridge Internet just recently started uh, franchising, but they've been a company for a few years now. We're going to talk about the industry, Bridge Internet, Trip's background. Before we get into too much of an intro, Trip, maybe you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how you came up with the idea for Bridge Internet. Yes, yeah, certainly. Thank you, Patrick. Yes, I uh, have been in the industry for 35 years. Uh, I've been in almost every facet of the telecommunications industry. I've uh, owned cellular markets where we built and developed from inception a cellular platform in a small captured market. And so that will resound as we talk about bridge internet. But those small captured markets we built out with a lot of cellular uh, subscribers. And then we sold those companies, went on to stay in the industry from uh, everything from cable ownership, fiber ownership, uh, to towers. Uh, and then we took all of this and we recognized the need in rural America, small towns, not large cities, we don't do what do well. you define small towns? Five, five thousand, ten thousand yeah. people? Yeah, starting at about five thousand people upwards to twenty-five thousand people. And Patrick, the reason for that is because so many of these small towns don't have good internet. So we well, people saw that during COVID when you, you could work from home and you're in a small town, rural location, it's beautiful, amazing place to be, but you can't connect to get good high speed and do Zoom calls and whatnot. That's exactly right. And that's when we started to franchise it was right during COVID. <laughs> and the fact of the matter is many of the people that have uh, acquired Bridge Internet franchises, we've never met them to this day. We just did what you and I are doing because of COVID. Exactly. Yeah, it's really transformed. I think pushed a lot of businesses forward where you can get much more comfortable with the, the information you have about a potential project, potential business opportunity offline and, and get the ball uh, rolling. That's exactly one of the, right. one of the, one of the positive benefits of COVID. It was for us. COVID was a terrible pandemic, but for us, it worked real well because everybody wanted internet when they were at home, whether it was entertainment or work. And so it wasn't difficult to find people that were looking for internet, particularly in the small towns. And so like talking about small towns, we're right in Miami Beach. We're on Lincoln Road. Uh, we have Comcast. You have everybody. They, I believe, installed, yeah, they installed fiber. I get calls from other providers all the time pitching me. Right. I imagine it's a profitable, it's profitable for them. If not, they wouldn't be engaging with me as a small business owner. But I would imagine in small town America, it's not profitable for them to lay down the wires and, and really servicing these small business owners and and the residential homes. You're exactly right. 
we've been able to put together economies of scale because of my industry friendships with many of the large companies. And so therefore, when we enter into a smaller town, uh, it's an organic growth model. Uh, we started off to where we get a good number of subscribers. We become very community involved. And that's difficult to do when you're in a big city like Miami or Dallas or Atlanta. I mean, there you're competing with a lot of big companies. We go to the small town of Arcadia, Florida or Nebo, North Carolina. <laughs> First of all, they don't have good internet in these areas. And when we get there, we build the system out, then we become, we, we become a good member of the community. We join the Chamber of Commerce. We sponsor little league baseball teams and bowling leagues and, and rodeos, and, and we get involved. And people become to know the name Bridge Internet. So it's not hard to it's not hard to make your dollar go a long way in advertising in a small market versus that of a big market when you're competing with, you know, the big companies and they're advertising on television and uh, they've got the masses. And I'm sure it's like a captive audience where you have some of these small towns. And if you, you know, sponsor the high school football team, you have 50 percent of the town there and they know that you exist and that you're a service provider. Exactly. And our model financially, we only need a couple of hundred subscribers on our system and we're making money. Nice. So, so you get what, what, what do you, you tap into 5% of the prospective customers? What, what's usually like, okay, we need 200. Is that usually like 5% of the addressable market? Then you work your way up. Yeah. Typically we'd like to, uh, we shoot for 10% of market share. So in a town of 5,000, we want 500 subscribers, but we're making money at 200 subscribers. So, and what's the competitor like? Who, who are you competing with? Uh, really and truly in most of these towns, we don't have much competition, but if we do, it's the, the old phone company, uh, which would be a, what we call dial up or DSL and, or they, you know, some people call it POTS, P-O-T-S, plain old telephone service. And if you remember, uh, you take a, 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 a little twisted wires at the end of a plastic coupling and you plug that into the wall. And as you are uh, dialing up, if you will, on your computer, in the old days, you would watch a bar go across the very bottom of it. You could even hear it in the background making the noise. Yeah. <laughs> And then as it would make that noise, uh, if it stopped all of a sudden, then you know you lost that connection. Well, believe it or not, <laughs> that's still true in America today. That's wild. So what I the experience I had in the late 90s is still happening in rural America. That's exactly right. Still out there. With uh, bridge internet, are we talking about 10 times faster, 50 times faster? Oh, 10, what, what's yeah. the speed when you come into a community? Yeah, in some cases, 100 times faster. So let me explain a little bit more of our model. So we actually bring fiber into that market. And the way we do that is um, we go to a communication tower and just like the cellular towers that people see, we lease space on that tower. And that might be at 200 feet up in the air. We run the fiber from the ground up to the tower at 200 feet or 250 feet. 
we connect that fiber to our smart antennas and those antennas then send out a signal to people's homes and businesses and that's how we deliver our signal it's not satellite satellite is good in some areas the only issue with satellite that satellite is about 400 miles up above the earth number one and you can't control the weather. So if you have a storm Exactly. Cloud, I was going to say, like in Florida, I, I had satellite in my Miami Beach apartment eight years back. And yeah, I mean, there would be periods for like 10 or 20 minutes where you just didn't have anything. And that's the time you want to be like watching TV or doing browsing the internet because the weather's bad and you want to be doing something. That's exactly right. That's when people are in watching TV uh, is when the weather's not great. Uh, and of course, you know, down here in Florida, we get a lot of summer rains that are torrential. Oh, yeah. Um, and Especially on the West Coast. It's like clockwork every afternoon. Absolutely. Uh, it is. But, you know, in the in the Midwest United States and, and other areas, they have a lot of snow, snow clouds. Oh, yeah. And I was just talking to someone this morning who was up in Ohio, uh, and, they, and they were saying, you know, they, they were on a satellite connection. And they said, we're just about ready to get a pretty good cloud cover. They said, I can see it out my window, so we may lose connection. Well, we didn't actually lose connection, but they 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 were forewarned by just watching the cloud outside yeah, your window. It's just like annoying, like having in your back of your head, like that's something that could be happening, could be happening. That's where exactly there's right. enough stuff going on in, a, in your work life, in your personal life. And we're the opposite of thinking that. Thinking about that. Yeah, and we're the opposite of that. We are true fiber and you know, I'll hold up my cell phone. Everybody loves these things and they're great. Yeah. And you can do so much on it, but you're limited as far as that bandwidth. We magnify that bandwidth and we're not in the cellular side of it. So we're not taking up space for telecommunications purposes. Ours is just data driven. And so big question, is it like a different frequency or how do you not compete with like the, the cell phone? Um, it is. Uh, it's signal. different frequencies. Okay. So we operate on our own frequencies, whereas the cellular companies, uh, they, of course, they're nationwide and they, they you know, pay tremendous billions of dollars uh, for their frequencies. But they're also appealing to the masses. Uh, and they're cannibalizing each other every day, you know, to get you to switch from AT&T to, to T-Mobile or, or, you know, the other companies, which leads me to bring up a point. We actually just recently signed a partnership with Verizon. Um, Verizon being, uh, if not the largest, one of the largest telecommunication providers in the United States. But, but Verizon also has on their towers and their radio equipment, a internet application. And so we took advantage of that infrastructure, put together this partnership. And so we marketed everything under bridge internet, uh, but that's our inter in infrastructure. And we're able to gain subscribers and markets uh, that we couldn't otherwise reach because they have thousands of towers and reach already throughout the United States. So we now have access to every bit of that. That's huge. And, so and it is. yeah, instead of negotiating with like certain clusters of, of cell phone and, and telecommunication towers, you now have a national partner. To That's right. Just tap in. Yeah. 
And that, it took a while to put that together, and they had to be uh, pleased with our approach to the market and the industry to make that partnership. So we're real proud oh, of that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, these deals take like years to, to develop. I know a few other franchise groups, one that did a deal with uh, Walmart, and it was like a four four year courting uh, process. Whenever you deal with a large company like that, they're going to do their homework on your company. Exactly. No, it gives great credibility. And so just putting myself in the consumer's perspective, like the value is there 10 times, 20 times, 50 times faster. What's the cost? How much is it going to cost me to do bridge internet on a monthly basis compared to what I currently subscribe yeah, to? Yeah, great question. Uh, so we have varying price packages. Our call center that when they receive a phone call from you or anybody else, they want to get to know what your needs are and they're educated. They're not reading from a computer screen. Yeah. They're going to talk to you from their, from their intelligence, their minds and their hearts. Cool. Uh, and they're going to ask, do you like to call your grandkids? You know? So a lot of the people in their homes, uh, or their businesses, if it's a business, it's pretty easy to identify pretty quick. We're there when we know the right question to ask. Yeah. Uh, the homes, you know, if they've got teenagers at home and they're gaming, they're going <laughs> to chew up a lot of what we call bandwidth and they're going to yeah. want a bigger package. But if it's the retired couple and they're sitting at home watching just uh, television programs and, and maybe have an iPad or, or a laptop, you know what? They really don't need all you can eat. And so many of the companies today are trying to sell everybody all these big packages, lock them into these contracts. Oh, yeah. We don't do that. First yeah, of all, you have like 250 channels you're not going to watch and a phone exactly, and everything. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we give them what they need. And uh, we have packages as low as $49 per month. So for those people, and, and there are a lot of people that are on those fixed incomes, Social Security or, or pensions. Yeah. And, uh, and so with that, you know, they watch their dollars. Uh, and with rising cost of food and gasoline and so forth, we're hearing it a lot more. So it's great that we can offer them the varied packages. And then we also recommend that they start with this package of, say, $49. And if they find that it's not enough, then they they want to expand. All they have to do is just call us and and we'll pick it up to, you know, 50 megabits per second or 100 megabits per second. And they can have all they can eat. Okay, nice. I like that. Yeah, just putting myself in, in the perspective of the consumer. Like, imagine I now have a cell phone, but I still have a landline. I have a cable. I have the internet. Like, Taking out the cell phone, I could be paying 150 bucks a month where I don't really need the cable anymore. I could just do Netflix and Amazon Prime and I already have my cell phone. So right. I'd imagine it's pretty nice cost savings, like 50 it to 100 is. bucks it, just it, it switching is. to you and, and having a cell phone yeah, for their other needs. We can help people save money if they'll just talk to us. And that's what our call center tries <laughs> to do is to talk to them and find out so that we can uh, uh, get them savings. Uh, we become their friend. That's why we don't require a contract. We figure, you know what, if they're happy with us, they're happy with our service and they're getting nice people on the other end of the line, you know, 
they're not getting a call center that they're reading from a screen and it's in person. Yeah. You know, there's not much personality to it. So we really do. We try to work with the uh, client. So you'll work month to month or they have to sign up for a year? How does it work? Month to month. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I would want. (laughs) Yeah. If they're not happy with our service and they want to go to somebody else, we understand that's fine or something. We do that with with vetted biz where it's $79 a month. You get access on data on thousands of franchises. You get a seven-day free trial. We're going to probably have an annual option that they pay less money, but I don't like these services like gyms that lock you in for a year and knowing that you're not going to get the value and you're locked in for a year and exactly. you, you know, there's not much you can do about it. Yeah. So many businesses are built on selling those memberships. We're, our, our whole model is based on, uh, you know, providing a good service to our subscribers, business or home. And, uh, and we know that if they're happy, they're going to stay with us. Uh, the advantage to the Verizon program uh, that we have is that, you know, they can take it with them. So in other words, here's here's one of the devices right here. Look at that. And this is a... This, oh, very cool. Yeah, this is this little thing right here is blazing fast. We can put every user in our office on this. Okay, no kidding. This little transmitting. So you're say you're camping in Minnesota and you want to, you know, you have, you want to work a little bit and, and uh, shoot out some emails. There you go. This is going to do it. Whereas this, when you're up in the mountains, it's not going to get it. <laughs> so it's really it's it, it, the technology is a great thing. It's it's part of our world, and it's changing for the better every day. Uh, and so we try to stay on the cutting edge of that. That's just what drives me and keeps me going. First of all, I'm kind of passionate about getting internet to some of these rural towns. Changes their life. Information. Absolutely. Flow. It's the information highway. And what's the government? Local government, state government, federal government? Because I imagine there's some grants or some very cheap financing to be had. Yeah. So we're working with a lot of the county governments. Uh, typically, the way it works is the federal government, they hand the money down to the state. The state then hands it down to the counties, and they want the counties making their own decisions. Uh, in some cases, the states are, I mean, the government are working with some of the large lobbyist groups where the large companies, uh, they get their hands into that money. Um, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're not out looking for any government money. Um, we keep it fully private enterprise, uh, and there are a lot of advantages to working with private enterprise. When you're working with government money, there's a lot of strings attached and we're just, we like to have that self-reliant ability to perform and not have the strings attached that sometimes the government puts to it. So having said that, um, the governments are now, the local governments are coming to us. And uh, they're asking us, they're saying, hey, look, you guys know the businesses, what you do, um, and you're full circle. You're, you're the complete deal. And uh, so we just can't tell our story fast enough to enough people. There just aren't enough of us. Uh, so that's, again. Yeah, it's a much better like place to be in where they're asking you for help rather than you pitching your services. That's right. Exactly. And so that's, that's again, why we're franchising. Um, I just received a call this week, Calhoun County, Florida, and they want me up there on Monday. Um, 
and you know, and so we're going to accommodate them. Um, now I need to find a franchisee up there uh, in that serve. area. Yeah, find a franchisee. It's a, you know, it's kind of a built-in market. I uh, have the same thing in Indian River County, and 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 we've already sold some of the other. That's not areas. a bad place to live. Yeah, these are nice places. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And tell us a little bit about uh, being a franchisee. I know my colleague Maria spoke to a lot of your your new franchisees. It seems like everyone's very excited uh, about about the program and, and Bridge Internet as a whole. What's the cost like? What's the process to being a franchisee? Yeah, so thank you. And, and everybody is excited. So to the cost in a small town, like 5,000 people, cost is right at $200,000. So it's not a lot of money. Uh, then we look for organic growth. And I'll just kind of run through that financial model for you for just a second. That $200,000, we can get a, at maximum about 500 subscribers on that tower. We only need 200. And I'll run through the math real quick. Our average revenue per user is $75 per subscriber. That's your business uh, at, you know, $100 a month. That's your uh, retired couple at $49 a month. But our average revenue per user, and this is pretty much true to all the companies in the United States, quite frankly. Some of your bigger companies, they're up there in the $99 to $110 range, average revenue per user. We're, we're the smaller guy. We're at $75. So if you take 500 subscribers out of 5,000 people, okay, and we feel like that's very obtainable, well, that's $35,000 per month. And so $35,000 a month would be the gross at revenue. Our OPEX for that, operating, revenue, uh, operating expenses, is right at 30%. Uh, so healthy margin. Yeah. So it's not much. We have not, not too crazy where like every competitor is jumping in and doing competing with you. Not really. Um, uh, and you don't, you don't, it's like when you're operating at such a crazy margin, um, it, it just, it calls like all these, all the big players, all the, all the competitors where it's 30%. That's nice. You know, the thing is, is for the big guys to come in to our market and our, and our, our whole system is different. Difference which you'll like. Yeah. So the big guys, when they come into a market like that, they look at a tremendous amount of infrastructure cost wise. Okay. So they really need more than 5,000 people and they really need more than 25,000 people, quite frankly. And they're going to make certain that they have an office there for support. They're yeah. going to have service trucks with their names and panel vans and things of this nature and staff, uh, et cetera. We don't have any of that. I'll explain that to you. That's one of the beautiful parts of our program. So for that, op we keep that OPEX because we get a lot of economies of scale. So we're yeah, buying. It sounds like so say you're making 35 K a month and top line and then 20 K in expenses. Yeah. That's correct. That's nice. Not even that, 15K. So we're actually throwing a net out of 20,000 a month. And we don't have a franchise fee. We do a 50-50 revenue share. So we're doing mostly all of the, the, the operations of the center. And I'll explain that. So sure. for a passive 
investment. They're getting 10,000 on their side. We're getting 10,000 on our side. Well, we're operating. So you took the Chick-fil-A. You took the Chick-fil-A model. Yeah. That's how they do it. 50, 50% for the guy who's on the ground and then 50% for the, the folks in Georgia. That's exactly right. Another family run company and uh, you're a family run company in Florida and they're up in Georgia. That's exactly right. Um, and so, uh, and then I'll talk about for the individual that wants to be more involved, if they, if they sure. want to build something in, in a town that they want to live in, then we just want them to be involved in the marketing, get involved in the community with the, okay. you know, with the bowling league or the little league team or the chamber of commerce, uh, the lions club, the rotary club, you know, get involved in the community, spread the name, the goodwill. Um, and, and we've got the call center. We operate the call center nationwide. Um, the nice thing about a call center, if you need more people, you train them, you add more. Yeah. And it's just more phones. So, and it's economies of scale for you to shift people around as needed. That's right. So as we grow with our franchisees, so does our economy of scale for bridge internet. You know, if we print a, a thousand flyers versus 10,000 flyers to be handed out in communities, well, we get a whole lot better price on 10,000 than we do a thousand. And then tell me, so the 200K more or less, is that all just going to equipment or is there working capital built into that? No. What are like the total out-of-pocket expenses for that guy that's tired of uh, working in New Jersey and wants to, wants to move to the Poconos, for example? Yeah, so we recommend that they do have additional working capital available, but that $200,000 is going to turn that system on. We're going to start providing internet to people within that market. And, but we want to make certain that they're not dependent on immediate income because it's not immediate income. We build that revenue base of subscribers. I'd imagine what, 12, 18 months? About 12 How long months. does it take to? 12 months. Yeah. Correct. So we said that with a lot of recurring revenue businesses. So like a veterinarian hospital is going to take 18 months to really get to full capacity or the capacity that starts to make a lot of sense. Right. And a lot of other businesses like staffing. Yeah. So a lot of the ones where it's amazing being it for a long run. Right. And if you're just going to do something for the short run, business ownership is probably not for you. Uh, it's probably better just being a commission salesperson or, right. or an employee. That's exactly uh, right. And and for us, we're in the long game 10 years. Uh, it's a great model from a standpoint. We just want to build one subscriber every day. And at the end of one year at 365 subscribers, you can do the math. I mean, it's making money. And we hope to, you know, we strive to get more than that, but we just continue to build. And then it becomes more of an organic growth model. We look for expansion areas. So we grow the markets to a thousand plus subscribers. And, you know, that's 75,000 a month. And our OPEX kind of pretty much stays in line with that same 30%. We, we actually get a little bit more economy of scale as, that, as those numbers grow. So the OPEX, what besides the call center costs are, are involved with that? Is it the maintenance of the equipment? We do. We have some maintenance. We have the fiber cost at the towers. Uh, we have the tower rent. We have minimal electricity. And so we have some incidentals. But again, like I say, when we go through the numbers, people are pretty amazed at how we're able to keep these costs uh, in line as we are. But I've been in the industry for 35 years. 
So when I went to the fiber providers and said, hey, guys, we're going to do a national program and roll it out. First of all, they believed me, okay, because we built national yeah. companies. And number two, I said, I want you to look at this and give me all of that bundled up so that yes. I can make it affordable to each and every one. And we, we've, cool. uh, we've never received any pushback. In fact, some of the companies are coming back and offering us even better deals today. To help us grow and i would market. imagine like with your it, with your model i imagine like if you're getting any rebate if, if you're not getting any rebates or if you're getting any rebates it's really at the minimal because you're you're splitting the profit of that That's business. Correct. so where you have a lot of franchise systems like i had someone on with a cell phone repair franchise where he was paying higher than the wholesale value oh wow so he's in a franchise system it should be negotiated below the wholesale mark, even if you're independent. And he is paying wholesale plus 10% or plus 15%, which is wild. And it's because the franchisor was getting a super nice rebate. And a lot of franchise systems, there is a rebate and sometimes it does make sense. Right. Um, but to the extent that the full savings can pass through to you getting your 50% profit, the franchisee getting their 50% profit, yeah. it's a little cleaner that way. Yeah, exactly. It is. And 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 you know i've uh, so i understand the franchise model and you don't want to make a thief out of your franchisee so it's all transparent they get to see the bank nice. account they get to see who's you know how many subscribers are they that are in the system exactly. how many are paying how many are not paying etc it's all very transparent and and so it's just a 50 50 split model and what i like to say to people is what's good for you is good for me and what's good for me is good for you we're 50 50. there's very few companies that have done this i can think of chick-fil-a steak and shake um and I, if anyone's now. listening i'm missing something added on but the kathy family is worth over 14 billion yeah right so there, there's something to be said with uh the the split between the local operator at 50 percent and then well, franchise or providing all the back end and, and sometimes sales support. Exactly. And now that we've built the last two and a half years of, of these franchises, now we're ready to scale this so that we can reach those, not only those rural markets, but get that brand identification going. Um, and, and, and my, my whole dream and goal is to really be the Walmart in rural America. So, you know how Walmart started? They started in small towns. They never went to the big cities. The big cities demanded that they came in. And I'm not saying that we're a Walmart. I'm not saying that we're going to, you know, go to the big cities. Not at all. What I am saying is their approach going to the small rural markets has proven out exceptionally well. They're the largest retailer. Well, it's a neglected market that takes time to acquire the customer and you have to be patient. That's right. And a lot of people aren't patient and uh, don't want to put the work needed um, in the, in these rural communities. That's but right. I think the whole work from home trend is going to be huge for Bridge Internet because the, the United States, there's so many beautiful places that aren't in suburbs, aren't in urban areas that if you do have high speed internet access, it, it can be a really nice livelihood for, for you and your family. Well, that's correct. And more and more people are trying to migrate into rural America versus mainstream America, but they want to work from home. 
So Trip, we, we're excited. Visa franchise. We have uh, four nationals um, that are going to invest two hundred plus to to move to the United States, have an investment for them and their family, get get a, a U.S. visa, and then with vetted bids, it's mostly Americans. Ninety five percent of the visitors to our website are Americans. Some of them don't have two hundred k. Are there ways that they can finance with like an SBA loan or equipment loan? There is um, to to get the ball rolling. There is, yes. Uh, we've got a, a, a number of instruments to help people with. Uh, fortunately, because of our partnership with Verizon, it's making it a lot easier being recognized, you know, with SBA and, and, and the yes. banks that are out there. So, yes, we, we want to try to work with everybody that we can. Uh, and again, we're trying to reach scale. Uh, to build into as many of the rural markets as we can and, and get that brand identity out there. Uh, and again, get more economies of scale. Verizon is a great partner. They're coming through with so much. We actually have a leasing and finance program for subscribers. So in other oh, words, wow, great. yeah, if the subscriber needs uh, financing, like, you know, the low payment of of $20 a month because many of them do need to buy these devices. So the, and these devices are not cheap. They're three, three, four $400. And in some cases, depending on if they want, and actually this unit is $800. Um, so they're going to help you close a lot more deals. Yeah, 800 bucks, especially in this economy is tough. So that's a nice And we can finance that. So the person doesn't have to come out of pocket with all that money. And the truth of the matter is, you know, listen, General Motors wouldn't sell 50% of the cars that they sell if they didn't finance them. Exactly. That's well said. And so there's ways to finance the license, basically becoming a franchisee. And there's a way for the consumers to finance the ongoing service. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I look at a lot of uh, franchise concepts pretty much all day. That's what we're reviewing at Vetted Biz. And I've looked at gyms where it's like every four or five years, it's all new equipment. And then you're hit again with like a, you invested 500K, you're hit again with another 500K. Right. Do you expect that with bridge internet? Like what's the life, how, how long is the equipment good for, you know, is it, is it for five years, 10 years, 15 years? What, well, have you thought about that? We have, absolutely. Um, that's one area that I enjoy the technical side of the industry. The antennas are like the antenna of, say on your car. Uh, the, the radio inside the antenna might change and go from, say, a, a tape player to a CD. But in our equipment, the equipment is all software programmable. So we can remotely upgrade that equipment with the antennas that are up on the towers. So the antennas are, so I'll give you a great example. In the cellular industry, when you see those antennas on their towers, they've been there for 20 and 30 years. Wow, that's only... wild. So you, you're, you have this initial upfront cost that is the infrastructure, but you upgrade like a Tesla with the software update exactly. and you just roll it out. Exactly. Cool. And that's one of the beautiful things about a Tesla, quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you got the wheels and they'll stay there, but if you want to upgrade and get an autopilot driven car, you just pay to have the upgrade done. Well, with ours, yeah. kind of the same thing. Once the antennas are up there, we've got the infrastructure in place. For us, it's all just software programming. Very cool. 
Yeah, because that's a big concern um, for a lot of investors on just like, are there going to be ongoing capital um, requirements? And you have those and some great industries like moving and, and junk removal services that they're very profitable with not as high profit margins as you, but in the 20 to 25 range. Right. But every, every few years, you got to be replacing that equipment. Yeah, so I'm not going to say that we're not going to see technology changes. It's changing every day and for the better. But the good news is, and, and, and for the most part, we're able to do the heavy lifting has already been done on the tower. Uh, we have sure. other equipment that as it, it improves and gets better. Yeah, but it's not the really expensive kind of equipment. So I don't want to, you know, be misleading in any way. We're going to have, it's a technical business. It is an equipment driven business, but for the most part, no, we're not going into major expense to do any of this. And the, the best news is, is most all of it is software programmable, but you know, so we do operate, I'll tell you a good example of this. We operate all of our equipment with a base cabinet at the base of the tower and we have smart equipment in there. And that equipment operates on batteries. We have electricity that comes in and it actually charges the batteries Very and cool. the batteries operate everything up on the tower because it's guaranteed the power is going to go out. Okay. Yeah. And you're going to have voltage, you know, shocks. Okay. Crazy shocks. And so when that happens, it doesn't affect what we do because our batteries are maintaining the power at a constant level. Now we are looking at some new batteries. <laughs> okay, yes. And Elon Musk. And that technology is growing fast. Yeah, I'm telling you. So that's part of the hardware where there's been crazy incremental changes where the other ones it's been that's pretty right. stable and more the software changing. That's right. Uh, the battery world is changing for the better. They're getting smaller, they're getting better, oh, and they're yeah. lasting longer. And and uh, and so we are looking at some of that, uh, but we're still waiting for the right batteries and we'll let time, you know, prove itself out there. But right now, the batteries, are up. so to replace all the batteries in the cabinets, $700. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's not a huge expense. Well, Trip, I mean, are there any other items you think are important for someone that might want to go into business ownership or particularly with the, the bridge internet? You know, I guess the one thing that I would say that to a uh, prospective business owner is that um, we're being a part of people's lives uh, by giving them an, a service and product that they need. And I call it a product. Uh, these people are able to entertain. They're able to learn. They're able to do business, et cetera. And what better product or service can you be offering to people than something everybody needs and wants? In the big cities, they take it for granted, just like you and I started off talking. But in these small yeah. towns, they're starving for it. And so we go in where there's a need and we enjoy and have fun on the marketing side. So to the prospective franchisee from overseas or anywhere else, you know, if they want to be involved, they can get engaged with us or they can sit at home and we're still going to do it. But we want to get engaged in the community become part of that community and be that hometown hero. And I've got so many marketing pieces. I know I was supposed to turn my head, but I've got pieces over <laughs> on my table. They're hats, they're shirt, they're, they're shirts like this. Uh, like it. And we have so many marketing uh, uh, products that we try it's to get It's a great out name. It's market. very intuitive. 
Yeah, we have you know pins. We have here are uh, we have really really nice business cards that we give to nice. everybody, and they're like they're almost like a credit card. <laughs> and uh, and so we give these with the QR code on there, and uh, get out and put them on the 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 diner in town and say, hey, we're the new internet company in town. We're Bridge Internet. And, and, and it's fun, you know, getting that marketing out there. That's awesome. Well, Trip, we've gone through a lot today. It's a lot of food for thought that for people that are looking to enter a particular industry, maybe you're sick of the city life and you, and you want to have a, a calmer life. I mean, I don't know there's another opportunity that's as good for someone that wants to be in a rural setting. Well, I agree. And, yeah, it seems like a great, I, I can't think of anything top of mind. I've looked at all different types of, of, of businesses and there's a few where you have that captive audience, like you said, and you have those numbers that you have to hit, you know exactly how many, right? and, it, and it's up to you to, to go after. So, Patrick, I know you see all businesses of all kinds and to your credit and your, and your team, uh, they've been outstanding, really talking to our people in the industry, finding out about Bridge Internet, and we've got a good story. We've got a good program. And we've got happy people, and and I think that that just resounds, and and uh, so we're looking forward to meeting many of the people that y'all come in contact with. I love telling the story about Bridge Internet. I tell people all the time. I eat it, I sleep it, and I breathe it all the day. And uh, so bring people forward and let us tell them about Bridge Internet and how we're making a difference to people, and and let's be a part of it together. Definitely. It's huge that you can offer so much support where you have some that are really just looking to invest and they're going to keep their day to day job and have other business interests. And That's then there's correct. other ones that want to go all in and, and grow and hit the 200, 500, 1000 yeah. as fast as humanly possible. And, and that's great, too. <laughs> so Jeff Deutsch this morning was on the we were on the phone together. He is uh, uh, he does reverse mortgages and very successful at, at doing reverse mortgages. And uh, he lives in New Jersey. Uh, the franchise that we built together is in Arcadia, Florida, and he's never been to Arcadia, Florida one day in his life. <laughs> That's a great testament. It really is. Patrick, thank you so much. No, Trip, thank you. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. You can leave us a review if you enjoyed the podcast episode. If you hated the podcast episode, let us know what you thought as well as what future episodes you'd like to hear. Feel free to also drop me a line at patrick at vettedbiz.com and subscribe please to our YouTube channel, Business and Franchise Opportunities by Vetted Biz. This has been Franchise Findings Podcast. Thanks for listening.